Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. 12 by 12 layouts has probably been one of the type of projects and styles that has really stuck. I think part of it has to do with the fact that I start with a clean slate in front of me and I can just add to it as I wish each and every time it's unique, it's different. And I just love that thrill of starting fresh and ending with something completely new. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 127. In this episode, I'm interviewing Neftali Zimbrano for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. We're excited to have Neftali as the August featured artist at Simple Scrapper. A selection of her pages served as inspiration for our current member challenge featured in the latest issue of Spark Magazine. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. Yes, this is going to be a great conversation. This is a My Way episode where we get to peek behind the curtain of your creative process. So can you just share a little bit about yourself to uh, introduce you to the audience? Yes. So my name is Neftali Zambrano. Online I go by all the neffiness. Uh, and I am a mom of two and a half. <laughs> I have one little one coming in October. Um, and I, we, my husband and I and our kids live in Southern California. And we love it out here. You know, we just uh, love the location. And um, basically, I'm just that stay-at-home crafty mom. <laughs> And, you know, we love, I love to document my kids and my family. And that's really what I'm all about. (laughs) So fun. Well, congratulations on your new little one. It'll be an eventful fall for you. (laughs) Yes, it's been a long year, let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Yeah, now is a hot summer. But at least you're in California, you get a little bit milder weather. But still, it's uh, being pregnant in the summer is always an adventure. (laughs) Yeah, so this is my first time uh, being so pregnant in the summer, so I'm just Mm -hmm. excited to get through the summer, and fall time couldn't get here any sooner. (laughs) For sure. All right, so let's jump in. What is exciting you in scrapbooking right now? It could be one or two things, and just really anything at all, a product, an app, a class, a person, or even an idea. 
Well, I'm actually working on uh, some finishing touches on my second course at Big Picture Classes. Earlier this year, I did have a course um, for a mini album, and I will be having a new course debuting next month in August, uh, all about scrapbook layouts. So that's really exciting for me. I'm excited to share that with all my crafty friends online and share a little bit of my own take on 12 by 12 scrapbooking. Ooh, how fun. Okay, congrats, congratulations on that. I can't wait to see that one. Thank you. You know, the flip side of the, the creative parts that we love is the storytelling. So what is one story that's on your bucket list? This is the, the list of stories that are a little bit harder, a little bit deeper, but they feel really, really important to capture. Uh, I think it's, um, honestly, I think the most important ones, and I know it's, out of season, but Christmas. And I think last year I didn't do a December daily. I didn't really document, but I took pictures every day. So it's definitely on my bucket list to finish that album. Uh, and cause I have finished one previously and I just remember, you know, every year I like to go through that book and looking back to it, I'm just like, oh my goodness, if I just finish that next one, <laughs> I know mm -hmm. that, you know, I'll have those awesome memories. So that's number one on my bucket list. And Christmas in July is a good time for me to get back to it. So I'm hoping to get to that uh, mini album first in my bucket list. Yeah, so we are recording this about mid-June in the episode. Yes. <laughs> you, should, you should be listening to it in early August. But, you know, Scrappy Christmas in July is always like a fun little treat and a revisit to our December daily projects. And that's Correct. something that uh, Tracy of Scrappy Like a Fox hosts. Yes, it's the best. All right, let's dig in to your way. Can you take us back to how you started scrapbooking? So I was initially introduced to scrapbooking when I was a teenager. I think I was about 16 and a church friend uh, took me to a scrapbook shop. They used to be a lot more local mm -hmm. at the time. And I remember walking in and the smell of paper just, my God, it struck me and <laughs> I fell in love immediately. For those first few years, I really didn't know how to scrapbook. So I did a lot of process uh, video watching on YouTube. And then eventually, a few years later in 2015, when my son was born, that's when I really dug in to trying to document. I started off with a Heidi Swap memory planner. And for a few months, I added pictures and journaling. And then from then on, I started jumping into 12 by 12 scrapbooking. Uh, and the rest is history. <laughs> I'm addicted. <laughs> How do you think your hobby has evolved since that time? Are you still, you know, playing with Heidi Swap products? Or, you know, what, what types of formats are you using now that maybe you didn't use at the beginning or, or your style? How has that changed? I think... Um, Really, there's been a transformation because at first it was all about trying new things, um, you know, finding inspiration through others to try new projects. You know, I tried to do Project Life and I don't think that stuck very well for me. Um, I've always enjoyed creating mini albums. I still do that. And 12 by 12 layouts has probably been one of the type of projects and styles that has really stuck. Uh, and, you know, I think part of it has to do with the fact that I start with a clean slate 
in front of me mm-hmm. and I can just add to it as I wish each and every time it's unique, it's different. And I just love that thrill of starting fresh and ending with something completely new. Oh, I love that. It's so fascinating because I think there's some scrapbookers that are maybe intimidated by that blank page, but it sounds like you're super energized by it and you just, yeah. you love all the possibilities. Yes. And, and I tried to use different materials every time. Um, and really that's, I think that's the most inspiring part for me is, is the materials. And like I said, that clean slate each and every time. I have a harder time coming back to a mini album over and over again to add more versus, you know, just starting fresh. (laughs) So you like to keep things new. So I'm curious. And I I asked you this question because this is a personal problem that I have and that my husband always says that I never like to cook a recipe twice. And I'm curious (laughs) if you're the same way because you like like trying new things. (laughs) Um, You know what? In a way... No, because I do come back to certain things in the same kind of style, but with a different approach, if that makes sense. So uh-huh. um, I can come back to the same style of layout. One of my favorites would be florals, right? So I can yeah. always come back with different florally type of projects and layouts, but each one is different in its own way. So I guess I'm using the same ingredients, but just mixing them up in a different way, you could say. Sure, sure. So could you talk more about your specific style? Is there like, what are the the color palettes that you use? Do you use a lot of white or or a lot of not a lot of white? Um, How how could we visually imagine what your pages look like? So I think my style is very feminine, um, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I have scrapbooked a lot of my own son's <laughs> pictures full of pinks and, you know, those fun, bright, girly colors. Uh, and I would say that my favorite colors, uh, color palettes would be, well, I should start off by saying that my 12 by 12 layouts always start, for the most part, 90% of the time on a white cardstock. Um, mm-hmm. So I always like to start with my white cardstock and then my color palettes usually include colors like uh, pinks, different shades of pink, um, some uh, strong like graphic blacks um, and then yellows, teals and mints. Very feminine, very uh, light and uh, kind of spring themed um, those are just the colors that kind of make me feel happy, you know, when I'm crafting. And uh, yeah, I do like over embellishing. <laughs> I don't think there's such thing as over embellishing, but for some there might be. Uh, I do like to fill my page with stickers and, uh, you know, whatever materials I have on hand, sometimes with washes of watercolors in the backgrounds, splatters, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I would say my style is very feminine and creative. Oh, for sure. Now I'm curious if you did you have to get to the point where you could know when you were looking at a product, like oh that is my style, or did you have some dabbling in the beginning where maybe you bought some things that ended up not being your style and you kind of didn't like how it turned out because you just didn't you didn't know better. You didn't really have that sense of identity around it yet. Yeah, I think so. And um, I think part of that exploring came with uh, design teams that I was on. There was a design team I was on that would have focus on certain brands and Mm -hmm. materials. 
So certain brands, I just knew they kind of weren't my style. And even though I would work with them and try my best to execute, um, you know, for the certain assignment, I just kind of knew it wasn't for me. Muted colors and, and dark, um, kind of like dark browns and stuff. I usually stay away from that. Um, but simply not because there's anything wrong with it. It's just not the type of style or color that kind of um, inspires me to go back to uh, or that goes with my photos. Um, oh, sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Now I'm curious if you have any advice for others who are trying to find their own style or even more broadly, their own, their own path in scrapbooking. Honestly, I think the best way to find your style, because I wouldn't say that I've always known what my style is. I think I look back at all my projects and layouts, and then that helps me kind of define my style. So I think for, yeah. yeah, so I think for a lot of people who are trying to figure it out, really, it's more about what do you always go back to? You know, Mm -hmm. what's that favorite thing you do that helps you? stay creative and stay motivated to keep crafting because there's certain patterns in the way you craft that you keep coming back to um like you know myself with the flowers (laughs) Mm -hmm. um you know some people like um certain materials or certain types of graphic design on their pages um certain styles of how they place their picture so I think it's just kind of looking at what you always go back to what really inspires you every time what's repeated almost every time and I figured that can help you sort of define your style oh yes 100% I think that's so true I didn't really kind of go in knowing that I had more of a feminine style myself. But then I realized, especially, you know, a few years ago, I was really grabbing doilies all the time and then flowers. <laughs> I was trying to soften all the harsh edges yeah, by, yeah. by adding these embellishments to it. And that that over time, I said, OK, now this is what I like to use. And I started buying more of that. And then my stash really better represented me. And so right. I think the other side of that is that when you are getting started, you can learn so much about your style by not just what you are grabbing, but what you aren't grabbing. What are right. those things that you keep passing over? Cause there's something that's not quite driving yeah. with you. It's something about the shape, the texture, the color, the, some sort of, some sort of thing that's really not you. Um, and I think you can learn a lot about yourself that way too. Yeah, exactly. It's usually the thing that you you've been collecting because you know you like it, but then you just don't really use it on your on your pages. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, how do you stay motivated to create? Are you someone who has kind of an ebb and flow? Or are you just whole hog, always super eager? Uh, I think it's definitely an ebb and flow. Uh, a lot of it has to do just, I think the seasons too. Sometimes I think the change of seasons is what really uh, gets me motivated. Um, you know, when you go from summer to fall time, I'm really motivated to get crafting on those fall themed projects and, and scrapbook layouts, uh, Christmas time as well. And then, you know, I think in this, it's the shift in seasons that kind of inspire me at the beginning. And then I kind of just, you know, level out a little bit. I also, uh, find that I get motivated just by, um, 
seeing other people's creativity. Sometimes, you know, you, you can find yourself in a rut and just by watching other people craft, I, I really enjoy watching process videos on YouTube. Um, and you know, watching other people's inspiration and creativity kind of helps me think like, wow, that's so nice. Like, you know, I, I have certain materials that I know I can recreate something similar. Um, you know, I, I think that's what kind of keeps me motivated is the inspiration from the outside and the inspiration with my surroundings. Yeah, I think it's kind of, it's very contagious. Like if you yeah. or surround yourself with people who feel inspired, you're more likely to feel inspired yourself. Correct. Yeah. So right now we are in our photos journey at Simple Scrapper. This is a two month period where we're diving into all, all different aspects of a particular kind of broad theme of scrapbooking. And so mm -hmm. it's photography, photo editing, photo management, all things photos. And so what is one of your favorite tips related to any aspect of photos? Uh, so one of my favorite things about photos is to document those photos that have some meaning to you. Um, I'm not a uh, I don't craft a whole lot of my photos because I'm, you know, I'm working on just kind of like single layouts at a time, unless I'm using mini albums. Um, but most of the time my 12 by 12 layouts will just have one photo on it. And I think the biggest thing for me is to just use photographs that have a lot of meaning to me. And also the, the best photos, I think the ones that have the right angle, the right lighting, the, right editing. <laughs> um, those are kind of the, the photos that I like to use in my scrapbooking. And they really do create a type of feeling and um, just kind of thoughtful moment on your page. Uh, and as far as editing, I think it's important to edit your photos. You don't have to go crazy with it. But you know, just adding a little bit of extra lighting can make a big difference. Um, before you print off your photo. I like to use Lightroom for that. And just a quick, simple, add a little bit of extra shine and light to your to your photo can really help it pop off your page once it's on there. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, diving more into the things that you are loving right now. So you mentioned how much you love 12 by 12. Are there any other sizes that you're consistently working in right now? So, yeah, I also like to do eight and a half by 11 uh, layouts. Those, I kind of go back and forth. Sometimes it depends on the size of the photo that I have. If it's a four by six photo, I'll go for a bigger layout. If I have smaller photos, then I go eight and a half by 11. And then I love to create mini albums. And these are not like mini albums in a binder, more like mini albums that I kind of cut up in my own size and use little ring binders to connect all the pages. Um, Ooh, so those are those are my favorite kind of projects. Now, when you're creating layouts, are you doing mostly single pages or double page spreads? Majority of the time, I would say that I just do single pages. I have done a couple of double page projects, but most of the time it's just the one the one page I'm working on. I throw in all my creativity into it and I move on to the next one. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I have a whole lot of double page. I, I used to do almost exclusively single. And I think the only way that I've been able to do more double is that the second page is like, 
let's call it like a filler card page. It's a full page photo or a pattern paper with a really striking embellishment. It's like an accessory that that makes the whole thing two pages, but it's really not two layouts or one layout that really spans a whole bit because those can be so complicated sometimes. Yes. Um, Yes. The only times I found myself doing a double page layout was um, if I had like I guess a large amount of photos that I wanted to spread through the two pages mm-hmm. and then ho- like work on it all together. But yeah. I think I've only done like one or two of those. <laughs> Not very many. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your process. When you start a new page, what's usually the kind of trigger point for the direction you're going? And then how do you, you know, how do you make the choices with photos, stories and products? What comes first and then after that and after that? So I think it just depends. Um, I do work in an, a design team. So sometimes the project has to start with the material I have to work with. Most of the time when that's happening, I will choose my supplies and then pick a photo that kind of goes with the supplies. I like to pick my photos that kind of match in this color scheme or match with the title, um, match with the theme I'm working with. You know, if it's a it's a seasonal type of picture. Um, other times, though, I know that I have captured a moment that I want to document and I'll start with the photo, print that off first. And then go back into my stash and dig in for or dig for the products that I want to use. So I guess it would depend. Those are just the two main kinds of ways that I that I start my projects. Uh, and I do like to stick to kind of themes, if that makes kind of sense. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, if I have a photo of my son playing outside on a bike, I like to keep the embellishments I'm using kind of match with what the photo is saying and, you know, little words and phrases that kind of tell the story. Cause I'm not really big on journaling on my layouts. I don't think I ever really add journaling. So the, the materials that I use, I like them to tell the story for me um, in a way that I'm not writing it out, but you kind of get the whole theme once you're looking at the page. At least, sure. at least I think that's, <laughs> at least I think that's what's working for me uh, when I, you know, exclude the journaling. Well, I think that every, every choice we make is all in contribution of the story, whether or not they're actually words as part of the story too. Like, it, right. you know, we're telling visual stories with our scrapbook pages and sometimes those have a lot of words and sometimes they have few or even none at all. There's yes. no, there's no rules here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that, that's just so, kind of how I go. I like to pick phrases, you know, uh, in little sticker phrases or the title that goes with the photo. And it just, you know, that helps me tell my story in a way. Sure thing. So what products do you love? Can you maybe tell us first what design teams that you're on? And then, you know, what are the types of products that you like working with? Yes. Yeah, so uh, at the moment, I am uh, in the cardstock warehouse design team. Um, and I'm also working with Paige Evans in her silhouette and um, silhouette design team, I should say. Uh, and that's it for now. I have been in quite a whole lot, but I've been cutting down <laughs> little by little. Uh, and those are the two that I'm on. And I think my favorite supplies have to be embellishments. I'm just obsessed with the stickers, the ephemera, the 
the puffy stickers, the puffy titles, all of that good stuff. I just like to kind of bring it all out, mix it all together on my page and that stuff, that stuff give, gives me life. <laughs> so I'm curious when you were younger, like, were you into stickers? Were you into school supplies? Like, was all that always your jam? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think it's so funny when I hear other people say that, because I used to think that I was the only one who was obsessed with pens and notebooks and and stickers and journals. I still have a little notebook that I started when I was like 11, I think, where oh, awesome. it, it started off with like my poetry writing. And then I have stickers in there, um, different drawings and stuff. And yeah, I was that girl who would skip the toy aisle when I'd get allowance and I'd go straight to the crafty kids aisle. And I'd, I'd, I'd tried so many things from from those those times like you know beads and all that good stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> my daughter and I were in Walmart the other day we we're actually buying a new toilet seat but we were walking past the um you know the the school sub office supply and craft yeah. supply area and I was just like I wonder like I wonder what she's gonna say and then we we kind of rounded the corner to the one that had like the markers and colored pencils and she's like Oh, mom, this is like the best aisle in the whole store. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's my daughter. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's still the best aisle. I still always go through there. My daughter's two, and she she's obsessed with pens now. Um, my walls are suffering. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. There's there, Her scribbles are everywhere, but I'm just like, wow, you're my little creative girl. All right, I'll give you a pen. Here's your Here's your pen. Here's your notebook. Go at it, girl. <laughs> It'll be yeah, my was... crafty partner soon enough. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Before we got on, I was I ran downstairs to get a drink and I noticed that, you know, it's probably time to start like painting our walls because we've got like the pen on the wall and the random <laughs> handprint from paint and things that don't easily wash off. And I'm like, I wonder how old she needs to be before we start repainting. Right. That's a good question. I didn't think about that. I should probably wait. Maybe a little bit longer. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, maybe creating like a chalkboard wall. You know, that could be a good place for them to to spend their time scribbling on the walls. <laughs> yeah, place yeah. dedicated to it. Yeah. I've thought about doing that too, but I keep chickening out. So <laughs> <laughs> mostly because I don't like chalk. Like I like the idea of a chalkboard wall, but I do not like. I'm a, like I don't like to touch chalk type of person. But oh, okay, you know, this doesn't need to be Jennifer's therapy. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, a scary black wall too. You kind of have to be ready for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, how do you stay organized? Are you a super organized person? A not so organized person? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think the organization has to probably be the hardest part about being such a addicted crafty person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I have managed to make space in our home for all my crafty stuff. And through the years, things just add up, you know, there's so many supplies that you get that you buy, and there's stuff that you just don't want to miss out on. Um, but I have managed to keep all of my stuff organized, even if it's not so neatly. Everything has its place. I like to keep um, baskets for my embellishments divided by uh, brands. And so I do it like that. Um, I have a lot of cardstock that I also keep separated by color. So yeah, it's 
it's a challenge. It's constantly, the organization is constantly evolving and changing and shifting. But I try my best because the more stuff you have, the more organized you have to be, you know? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's maybe like drill down a little bit. You mentioned that you use Lightroom for your photos. So do you have yes. kind of a, a process there? Yes. So it's it's not very complicated. Um, I I don't think I'm as organized as I would like to be with my photographs. But most of the time when I go into my Lightroom app, it's to edit a photo. I'll, um, so basically what I do is I'll increase the lighting and, um, the, the contrast. And I just like my photos to be bright and vivid. Um, I don't like to change, you know, the tones and stuff like that too much. Um, so most of the time it's just me increasing the lighting, the contrast, the white, the, um, decreasing the shadows. I feel like if you decrease the shadows a little bit, that really helps brighten up your photos. And I don't add filters or anything, but just those little shifts in the editing really help uh, brighten up your photographs, especially, you know, if you're just taking photos on your phone, most of the time they come out all right. But a little shift in that lighting, I feel like it makes such a big difference in your photos. They mm -hmm, make them just look sure. so bright and pretty. Yeah, not it's so, uh, not too complicated. <laughs> no, I think the more you practice, the, the easier it gets. And also it creates uh, a certain amount of consistency because our photos can often look very different, right. uh, particularly for using multiple cameras. But if you have, you know, simple edits that you always do that can kind of create a little bit more uh, co co cohesion, <laughs> cohesivity, yes. is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> um, across, across your pages, too. Yes. And it, and it just helps um, that photo stand out on your page because, you know, some photos, when you just print them straight off like that, they'll look fine. I mean, it's a it's a great way to print your photos, but taking the little bit of extra time to add a little bit of spice to them, you know, a little just a little bit of extra lighting can really make a difference on how they pop on your page and go with the rest of the supplies that you're using. Sure thing. So in terms of your supplies, you know, you, you found you found a place for everything in your home. <laughs> Are there any specific organizing solutions that have worked really well for you or maybe some that just don't work well for you? Uh, yes. So definitely keeping things in their original wrapping. So um, I'm not a big like divider of um, by theme, I guess you would say, or by material. Um, mm -hmm. so most of the time I just like to sort my stuff through like by their brand, by the designer and, um, keeping them in cubby shelves. So most of my supplies are in little square cubicle shelves. Um, and they're just the 11 inch ones cause that's, they're a little bit more smaller for my space. Uh, and just organizing them that way. I also organize my stamps separately all of my punches are separated. Um, my tools, like my heat gun and my sewing bits and pieces are separated as well. Most of them are just in little plastic containers or baskets. And I stuff mm -hmm. them into my cubbies and they're ready for me to pull out whenever, whenever I am ready to use them. So yeah, definitely organizing and separating things helps to 
just mentally keep a note, you know, of you know where everything is. And if you need it, you can easily go and grab it. I, I think there's an important point here of, and, and we've talked a lot on the podcast with this idea of decide once. This is from uh, the Lazy Genius Way, Kendra Adachi's book that came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. But if you can make a decision about any aspect of your life and know kind of, it's almost an identity, <laughs> whether it's like, yeah. you know, the day you do your laundry or whatever. Yeah. But in terms of that packaging that you you, you just mentioned, because I may get rid of as much packaging as possible. Oh, person. okay. And so I think, you know, there's no... There's no right or wrong way to do right. it, but to make that mental note to yourself so there's no question that you are, a, I keep all the packaging or, a, you know, I don't keep the packaging and then you always right. know what is the next step. Yes. I I think at the beginning I was, I did start off by dividing everything from its packaging and mm-hmm. I found that that just wasn't working with my space because I didn't have the right kind of um storage system for that so I guess it just depends what works for you you know the space you have what you can Mm -hmm. reach to quickly uh for me it's just keeping everything as it is if I run out of you know whatever's in there then I'll get rid of the packaging Uh, I also like to have the knowledge of what materials I'm using and you know what collection they're from it just it just works with my brain (laughs) um yeah, certainly. So and if, you know, if you are, you know, any of our, li- I'm, you, I'm talking specifically to you, but to also yeah. to our listeners, if you are like wanting to submit a layout for Scrapbooking Cards Today magazine, they're going to want to know the supplies that you used. Right. So from that perspective, it can be helpful to have the packaging or you might be doing some Googling <laughs> to figure it right. out. <laughs> right. And that, that was the reason why I started keeping the packaging was because when I was working for the Emma's Papery shop, there used to be mm-hmm. a lot of product focus uh, projects I would have to do every month. And so I had to really know exactly what I was using, what collection I was using. And before I ordered stuff for my design team package, I would kind of know if I had some items in my stash already. So that's really the reason why I kept to sticking to keeping those packagings. Sure. I think it's just, it's going to be a personal decision on the the way you are a scrapbooker in (laughs) how you show up with the types of things that you're involved in and also the organizing solutions you're using. So a lot of factors go into that, that one decision. Yes. And like you said, it's unique to everyone. So whatever works for you is what's going to work for you. (laughs) It's your crafty space. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what about ideas? Do you do anything to keep track of pages that you want to make? Or do you just make them and there's no tracking? Uh, I do like to keep notebooks with um, different ideas. So uh, I have certain just random notebooks and journals that I keep that I will create a list of like yearly projects that I want to try. You know, I just list them in a kind of like a to-do list type of way. And as I go through the year, I'll look back and see, especially during the times where I'm not feeling so inspired, I'll go back and see exactly what I want to or what I could use as a new idea. So uh, I'm not big on like creating detailed uh, sketches per project. I just wing it. (laughs) I go (laughs) with what goes with the flow in the moment that I'm creating. 
But, you know, creating different ideas, like, you know, in the spring, I'd like to create some floral layouts or a mini album of certain style, you know, in the fall or in the summer. I stick to my seasons for the most part. And that's kind of how my ideas flow into that little notebook I have where I list everything. Awesome. I, I love that you have that little notebook that's working so well for you. I think yes. that it doesn't matter what solution you're using. It just matters that you are using the solution that you've chosen. Right. I think sometimes <laughs> we get caught up in trying to find the best right thing. And, and especially as people who love notebooks, wanting to find the yes. even better notebook or the even better planner um, or even better digital tool. But all that matters is that you have a place to put it and you know what that place is and that you put your put your ideas there so that you can reference them later. Right. And it just keeps growing, you know, and it's also mm-hmm. fun to check them off. Once you yes. finish, do something, you mark that off. Such a good feeling. <laughs> so what would you say is your biggest lesson learned from your memory keeping experience so far? I think... Um, One of the biggest lessons I've learned is that it's okay to just learn your way through this. When Mm. I first, first started, I was so scared because I couldn't do what I was seeing other people do. And that limited me in my own uh, initiative to start. Once I got rid of that idea, I realized that I could just craft my own way and it was fine. You know, it's, it's. A creativity that comes from inside of me that I can express is express in any which way I want. Um, so, you know, definitely being confident in my own ability to create has been a lesson that has helped me continue and to continue to share and, you know, ho- hope that my sharing inspires other people not to directly do exactly what I'm doing, even though if they wish to do so, that's fine with me. But, you know, to, I I just hope to inspire others that they can get as crafty as they wish and be free with it in their own way. Mm, What a lovely thought to end on. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jennifer. This has been really great talking to you. Can you share where we can find you online? Did anything else fun that you have coming up? Uh, Yes. So if you guys would like to follow me online, I am All the Neffiness. Uh, You can find me on Instagram, All the Neffiness, on Facebook. I also have a blog, alltheneffiness.wordpress.com that you can follow me on. And I have a YouTube channel where I share some process videos. It's uh, called Neffy Crafts and Scraps. And I love sharing all my creativity and love, uh, you know, talking to other fellow crafters. So I would love to have you guys there as well. Awesome. Thank you. I hope you have a great day. And to all of our listeners, I hope you do as well. Please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. If you like the podcast, you'll love being a member. When you join, you'll get access to weekly Zoom crops, bi-monthly retreats, and a huge content library. You can head over to simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our creative community.